قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a complete deen and part of our deen there are branches of deen of sharia and the major branches ulama ikram explain searching through Quran Sharif hadith and the riwayat and narrations of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ulama ikram has mentioned there are five branches in regards to a person's life his coexistence and his relationship, his relationship with Allah wa ta'ala, his relationship with the makhluk and the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Among the five branches they mention one is Imaniyat. That a person's belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which we learn in Maktab, Imani Mufassal, Imani Mujmal, Amantu Billahi, wa Malaikatihi, wa Kutubihi, wa Rusulihi, wa Liyumil Akhir, wa Al-Qadr. Till the end of Imani Mufassal, that way a person believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His belief is firm, is complete, there is no doubt in regards to the existence of Allah, the attributes of Allah, that his Imaniyat is intact completely, although there is an attack right now on the Iman of our children and ourselves. In a very subtle way, in a very secret way, stealthily way, there is an effort and an attack on the Iman of people. In regards to different isms nowadays, that now many of those also within the fall of Islam want to give Islam a facelift. They'll just give it a bit of a facelift. Away from the original sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because the times have become modern. But just change the belief system a bit. Accommodate, compromise. So imaniyat, iman in Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, the attributes of Allah. Allah is still the controller. Allah's deen will prevail if we will do the effort of deen in the Nahaj and the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is divine from Allah jalla jalaluhu. Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Iman in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and all anbiya alayhi salatu was salam. And we also firm belief that the deen of Allah, the deen of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Qur'an that which Nabi alayhi salatu salam brought from Allah tabarak wa ta'ala by Jibreel alayhi salatu salam is the final testament is the final sharia al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Nabi alayhi salatu salam during hajjatul wada' that today we have akmaltu kamil, kamal we have perfected, completed deenakum yadinu nabi of Allah and we have also completed our bounty upon you the deen of Islam وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ And we are happy and pleased as Islam to be your deen. That is a final. All scriptures of before abrogated. All religions of before abrogated. Cancelled off. Quran is final. The Quran is final. The deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is final. And Nabi alayhi salatu salam khatamu al-nabiyyin. The seal of all anbiya alayhi salatu salam. Ibn Isa alayhi salatu salam and he will return, he will follow the deen of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's no compromise on this. That we come onto one platform through some accord, some Abrahamic accord. That we all the children of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa salam. The deen is final. This to go back in the seerah of Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam was all the qurbani of Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam sacrifice to say that all the children of Ibrahim are the same. He gave them the da'wah also. He gave them the invitation to deen Islam. That except, مَيَنْ سُرُنِي مَيُؤْوِينِ 
He would ask that who will take me in, who will give me shelter, so that I may convey the risalat and the message of my Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. This is the final religion, the final deen. So iman yaq, we have complete, complete iman in every aspect of our deen. We have no doubt whatsoever which right now the effort is there to create these gray areas. To create these gray areas. Whether it be in institutions, whether it be in the schools, wherever it may be. But the attack is there right now. And we have to wake up to this. So belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That now we find on the social media there's so much of effort put. That we begin to believe that certain government is doing, certain country is doing. And, the, and even the, the, the words you use is superpower. Allah is a superpower. Allahu Akbar, we are hearing every day. Allahu Akbar, Allah says, I am the superpower. I am the greatest. No one can stand in front of me. But all these terms that we have been fed over all these years, we begin to believe. We begin to believe. Indirectly, subtly, subconsciously. Even the little children also begin to believe these things. That is why the da'wat and the ta'alim in the home is very really important. To explain to the child that Allah is the only controller. The only thing insan has, Allah has given mankind is managing skills. To manage his life. To manage a country, a city. Allah has given him managing skills, but final decision is Allah's. Our own lives also. We plan our day, it doesn't go according to plan. It doesn't go according to plan. We hope, we make dua, we make the intentions. We only have management skills. Allah makes the final decision based upon the amal of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So all his imaniyat have to be complete in Allah, in Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, all the anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, in all the scriptures, the malaika also. The angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where the kuffar would believe that the malaika, the daughters of Allah jalla jalaluhu, Allah is no daughters. There's no banat. And the way they depict it also when it comes to angels and fairies, as if they are female. They have no gender. They have no gender. But the son is so confused now, he doesn't even know what gender he belongs to. But he says the angels now are female. Blasphemy upon, against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has, لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ It's clear. Allah has no children. Allah has, was not begotten. Allah has not beget. Allah was not born, he doesn't have any offspring. So when it comes to the angels also, our aqidah and belief is clear. When it comes to taqdeer, when it comes to this destiny, our faith, what will happen in the future, this is the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam will become upset with sahaba ikram will delve into taqdeer. Allah has given you a choice, you choose what is the right thing. Don't rely upon some good luck or some New Year's, some wish that you have made. You have to make an effort to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqdeer is from Allah jalla jalaluhu. We have to make the correct intentions and make the right choices. The day of qiyamah, resurrection, after mouth, we have to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All these are imaniyat. The second baraj, akhlaqiyat, when it comes to our akhlaq and our character, Every department of this. is much detail, we don't have the time. Akhlaqiyat, ibadat, our worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from our taharat, our ghusl, our wudu, our salah, our zakat, all these are checked. 
All is as Allah wants it, I'm the seed of Allah, this belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, worship Allah as He wants it. Then mu'amalat and mu'asharat. My social interaction and my business dealings also. Everything is governed. And in that is easiness. In that is easiness. In restriction there is freedom. Ulama explaining in restriction there is freedom. And in freedom there is restriction. Person is restricted, he knows the boundaries and limits. I am free within this. A simple example we had many years ago when many, many women of western countries embraced Islam and they came into the fold of Islam. Then they will say, after donning the hijab, they what freedom now? What freedom is this restriction? When we were free, we were restricted even to the color code that we wore. The shoes, the handbag, the lipstick, all have to match. We put on the parda, we are free. We are free. Within the home, we are free now. So Allah has made our life very easy. So interaction with our fellow Muslim brothers and Muslim also, to what extent we can interact with the non-Muslim, we also to make Islam to see that it is correct, we are not exceeding the bounds. Business dealings. Now to come back when it comes to social interaction and our akhlaq. As a hadith I mentioned in the beginning, to discuss this one point of al-majalisu bil-amana. When Nabi alayhi salatu mentioned that every majlis Every get-together, every gathering, every meeting is based upon amanat and trustworthiness. A real commodity. Ali Sharif says, before qiyamah, trustworthiness, amanat dari will become something very rare. Allah will remove it, the makhluk and the insan and people who go to sleep at night. By morning time, Allah will remove trustworthiness from the hearts of the people. To the extent, to the extent that when a person will be looking for someone trustworthy, then the talk will be around, if you're looking for someone that you can trust, then go to certain town, locality, the certain person there, you can trust him, you can live your manat by him. There will be countable people, who we can trust. That is when we come to physical amanat, people living items by us. More than that, is when it comes to amanat, when you are speaking to people. Every majlis, every gathering is based upon amanat. Upon trustworthiness, I met my brother. And here Muhaddisir explained that you are speaking to him and you are telling him something personal. Doesn't have to tell you that keep it to yourself. He's telling you something personal about himself. I went for a checkup, or my wife went for a checkup, and this is what they diagnosed with. And he's telling you something personal. It's something personal. That majlis now is based upon amanat. We have to keep it. We don't have to divulge it, put it on the WhatsApp and send it out. The, his tone is telling you, this is personal, I'm telling you. I'm selling my property, I'm selling my home, I'm selling my car. Make dwalla, puts barakat in it. But a person now, the zamana and time has come, he's selling his house. And he says, I hired a certain agent to sell the house. But who's your agent? How much price you told him? How much percentage he's making? Look at the trustworthiness. The best friend also. He gets all the details of that. Amana tells a third party. They go and strike a deal directly with the, with the seller and cut out the agent in between. Where's the amanat? When he hears, he says, but I trusted you with this. How could you do such a thing? Well, the agent tells you also. There's so many examples Allah might give you. The way he told you something which is of trustworthiness. He gave you an amanat to keep it within your, your bosom. 
So they say the one he comes from Majal, this is based upon amanat. Whatever a person tells you, either he tells you in a way that is secret, or he tells you whispering in your ears also. But he's just going to tell you something. Whether he's traveling out somewhere also, he's an amanat. He's telling you that I'm traveling soon. Please make dua for me. There's also an amanat. So he whispers to you. Or he tells you, please keep it confidential. Top secret. But we know the tabiat of insan, the nature of insan. When he hears top secret, don't tell anyone. Then we know that's already license to say tell everyone. Don't tell anyone. I will tell the next person, I'm only telling you, don't tell anyone. This is something, something juicy. And he goes out. So here all I want to explain that when it comes to amanat, people in their personal lives, the interaction with other people, what to divulge, what to keep with you, that night doesn't become pavement talk outside the masjid. This brother is doing this, he's doing that, he's going there. He made it like this, his wife and his children. It's all amanat we have to keep. That is why Nabi alayhi salatu salam mentioned, La imana limalla amanata lah. La imana limalla amanata lah. That person who does not keep trust has no iman. His iman is weak, his iman is incomplete. He can't keep a trust. Whether he comes to us as males or females at home also, or masturat, they also we know how easy it is now to spread something. So amongst the examples all I want to give also, the simple things we find nowadays, a person may be renovating his house also, he called in someone, some kitchen expert, and that person now wants to promote his business. So he'll ask that person, I want your expertise advice. Should I put this type of top or that type of cabinet? And now to promote himself, he will say, I just did one job last week with certain alim, certain molisap, and he put this type of top. What he did in his house is amanat. What tops he put, what color he put is amanat. It's within his home. Now you bring out the entire, his entire house to your customer now. Say, yes, I had a certain contract. I did with someone. And he regarded it to be a good commodity, a good item. He wanted to reveal who did it. And how much he paid for it. And he gave me the cash. And we got a discount for it. These are all amanat things. Simple example, you go to the barber also. They tell you who came last week and what he's doing and where he's going. It's all amanat. What he was speaking to him as a friend, it was personal. So all this is to keep within ourselves when it comes to the symbols, promoting our businesses also, who came, who's doing. When it comes to the tribal agents also, they're holding so much of amanat. How many people booked with me? Who went? Who paid for it? How much he paid? Whether he upgraded, downgraded, it's all amanat. This now is to keep within himself. So all these things are part of Iman. Where a person has to keep this amalat by him. Yes, ulama explained, there are many more examples. But ulama explained there are three majalis, three gatherings or three meetings where a person now doesn't have to keep this amalat. Where this permissibility now to divulge and to open. The first example they give now, where this talk right now of hurting a certain Muslim. The certain Muslim is going to be attacked, or is going to be harmed, whether his integrity, whether his business, whether his property, whether they're going to usurp his right. And this is the amanat. Then you got to tell him, the brother, there's some scheme against you, some plot against you, whether it be against your family, your honor. Then you see, you got to tell him. There's one example, all I give. 
When there's an attack on Islam also, and a person gets to know about it, there's going to be an attack on Islam, whether there's going to be some, some filthy book written against Azwajim Mutaharat, whatever it may be, he comes to know about it. Then yes, he's going to divulge this. First example, a Muslim's attack. Second example, being being attacked. The third example, with this talk, with this talk right now of looting and destroying the chastity of a woman. He hears about it, he knows about it. For our society and our forum, where we turn a blind eye, we hear someone being attacked, blasphemy, character defamation, and we keep quiet. We know the person is free of it, but we keep quiet. We say, not my business. Then we say, not my business. That is your business, you're part of the Muslim Ummah. Third example, very important, my dear brothers, where a girl's chastity is going to be destroyed. I see that young girl, young boy together in the shopping mall. I know they're not married. I will say, I saw these two good homes going together somewhere, but not my business. But it is your business. And the fathers also should be receptive. A certain alim person is telling me, I saw your daughter somewhere. My daughter never. He said, don't ever trust our children and students because we know we are we also children at one day. And how my father did trust me. But I know behind the scenes that I was doing. What about my own kids? Say, yes, we will be one step ahead of them. If we see this happening, dating in Islam is haram. There's no dating. I just, I want to marry the girl so I can take her out to get to know her. I married 20 years, 40 years, I still don't know my wife. I still don't understand her. In few days of dating, how much you gonna get to know her? Then shaitan will amplify the beauty. And then when he says, نَكَحْتُهَا وَقَبِلْتُهَا Then everything is gone. So here we see this happening right now. The girl and boy are proposed. They are proposed. We know they are in contact, which is haram. Today has become, no, okay, is that thing serious? Just get it to know one another. He's just chatting on the WhatsApp. Absolutely haram. Allah is displeased right now. There's no barakat in the nikah. That is why Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam mentioned, don't delay the nikah. Don't delay it. Make the nikah as soon as possible. Because this will happen. There'll be fasad, there'll be corruption, there'll be problems in society. But unfortunately when it comes to this what I saw, what do you say? Not my business. Not my business. It is our business to keep our society clean. We have to go to the father and tell him. There are many examples which the youngsters come to us, I was proposed five months, six months, and the future in law said, not Nikah now, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said in the period of six, seven months already, so many times, so many times I committed zina with that girl. I committed zina with that girl. Then you feel like going and bashing up the father. We told you make the nikah quickly. We say not my business. It is our business. These are our children, our daughters and our sons. This majlis now, this get together is not amanat. Then we have to open it up to keep the society clean. So these amanats, my dear brothers, it has to be returned to the owner of it. We've got to tell them about it. And this is emphasized. What is this type of amanat and trust? Whether it be something somebody gave you. I will say it belongs to me now. Find these keepers. I found it is mine. Nothing is mine. I have to return it to the person. Then he's left in the home. Person passes away. <laughs> that amanat belongs to my neighbor. I haven't given it back to him. 
Just to conclude, when this, this is such an important thing. Amongst ulama ikram also, there's a, there's a saying that goes, that that alim that lends his kitab to any person is a fool. And that person who returns the kitab is a bigger fool. He must keep it if he's got it, but this is correct. So return the kitab. You borrowed it, you have to return it. So anything I borrowed, I've got to return it also. Whatever it may be, one wheel spanner, one bolt, one screwdriver. You see, this little thing, but it's a manat. Nabi Ali salatu salam in the days of Jahiliyyah, after Nubuat, then on Mondays and Thursdays, Uthman bin Talha was among the mushikin of Makkatul Mukarrama, and his family, Banu Shayba, they had the keys of the Kaaba Sharif. Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu was a Muslim that time, he was in charge of Siqaya, giving zamzam to the, to those came for Umrah and for Hajj. With this Banu Shayba tribe, Uthman bin Talha used to give the keys of Kaaba Sharif. Mondays and Thursdays, he would open the Kaaba Sharif, then the mushikin would enter to perform whatever the rituals were. Nabi Ali Salatu Salam came and Osman Mithalha stopped him. I won't let you enter. Bad him. Nabi Ali Salatu spoke to him, he bad him. So you cannot enter. Nabi Ali Salatu Salam looked at him and told him, Osman, how do you like the day will come when the keys of the Kaaba Sharif will be in my hands? And he walked away. Osman says, I looked into my heart and the feeling came that what he's saying is true. Is it true, Nabi? I went back to my tribe, expressed to them that I want to become a Muslim. They opposed me. So I kept it within myself. I didn't accept Islam. Finally, Fatih Makkah. When he came to Fatih Makkah, in the conquest of Makkah al-Mukarramah, Nabi alayhi salatu salam comes to Makkah al-Mukarramah. One riwayat says, Osman bin Talha took the key of the Kaaba Sharif and he climbed onto the roof of the Kaaba Sharif. The Ali brought him down. And he got the key from him. Possibly he took it. Give it to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi alayhi salatu wa opens the door of the Kaaba Sharif. He enters, performs salah. As according to one right, as he's exiting the Kaaba Sharif, Wahi is coming down to Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam. Inna Allah ya'murukum. Antu addu al-amanati ila ahliha. O Nabi of Allah, Allah commands you to return the amanat of the key back to the custodian of the key. He wasn't a Muslim yet. But he was entrusted this key and his family was given the key for generations. O Nabi of Allah, we command you to return the key to him. <laughs> Nabi Ali Salatu Salam calls Osman bin Talha, Osman bin Talha, Wahi has come down. Here's the key, this key will remain in your family till Qiyamat. Do anyone take the key away from you? Till today the key is still in the family Banu Sheba. Command was given, return the amanat. So two things, we keep the amanat. Or the amanat will be returned, we return the amanat, or the warning is the person doesn't keep amanat and trust, he has no iman. May Allah Ta'ala save us, give us to fit him.